A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Apparently, the FCC wants us all to have faster internet. I'll believe it when I see it. For July 22nd, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, FaZe Clan is now a publicly traded company. Activision Blizzard just saw its fifth employee walkout, and we'll take a look at the biggest gaming news stories from this week with the Friday Replay. The Federal Communications Commission Chairwoman Jessica Rosen Warsel is looking to raise internet speeds. In an unofficial announcement, Rosen Warsel is proposing to increase minimum broadband speeds to 100 megabits per second down and 20 megabits per second up, quadrupling the current minimum speed of 25 megabits per second down and 3 megabits per second up. Rosenworcel explained the reasoning behind raising the minimum broadband speeds by saying, quote, the 25-3 metric isn't just behind the times, it's a harmful one because it masks the extent to which low-income neighborhoods and rural communities are being left behind and left offline. That's why we need to raise the standard for minimum broadband speeds now while also aiming even higher for the future, because we need to set big goals if we want everyone everywhere to have a fair shot at 21st century success. And the big goal that Rosenworcel is proposing is to eventually raise the minimum internet speed to 1 gigabit per second down and 500 megabits per second up. However, neither Rosenworcel nor the FCC issued a timetable for when this gigabit increase should happen. Now, this proposed increase in minimum broadband speeds is just an FCC proposal. It's not set in stone. For it to actually become a new regulation, the FCC has to hold a commission vote on the proposal. If the vote is successful, internet service providers around the country would need to increase their base broadband speeds. Though, I have my doubts that ISPs will accept this FCC proposal quietly, and ultimately we'll see some sort of pushback and lobbying from ISPs to vote against this proposal. The esports organization FaZe Clan became the first esports organization to go public on the NASDAQ on Wednesday with a valuation of $725 million. On the first day of trading, FaZe Clan's stock saw a big old sell-off and the company's valuation dropped by 25%. This is due to the way that FaZe Clan became a publicly traded company, with an SPAC merger. 
SPAC stands for Special Purpose Acquisition Company, which is a company whose sole purpose is acquiring private businesses to make them publicly traded entities. However, the SPAC method to become publicly traded has performed notoriously poor in the past, with the stock market looking at SPACs as overvalued equities with no tangible way to return on the investment. And looking at FaZe Clan's business model, I can understand why. FaZe is in the business of content creation, which is paid for by sponsorships and ads. There are certainly major content creators that make steady income, but it's not scalable when you put public investors into it, especially since FaZe Clan is just selling ad space and brand recognition. Yesterday marks the anniversary of when Activision Blizzard's fall from grace hit the public eye in a big way with the DFEH's lawsuit. And yesterday is when the fifth Activision Blizzard walkout happened. This time around, ABK Workers Alliance rallied hundreds of Activision Blizzard employees to walk out to end gender inequality, along with demanding a greater response from Activision Blizzard regarding the recent Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade. ABK Workers Alliance tweeted out, quote, The presently offered $4,000 reimbursements for out-of-state medical care currently leave employees open to legal prosecution in their home state. Travel reimbursements do not remove workers from imminent danger. Our demands ensure that our workers safely, affordably, and legally maintain access to life-saving procedures like abortions and trans-affirming health care. ABK Workers Alliance is demanding that Activision Blizzard provide full relocation assistance to employees living in states passing discriminatory legislation, along with a demand to ensure Activision Blizzard's insurance provider continues to offer gender-affirming and reproductive health care. Activision Blizzard commented on the walkout like they have with the last four times, saying, quote, We support the right of our employees to express their views and values in a safe, responsible way without fear of retaliation. There are numerous ways they can do so publicly or confidentially. Our leadership team remains focused on ensuring that we are the very best place to work. This includes ensuring gender equity throughout the company and comprehensive access to reproductive and other healthcare services for every employee. So the typical statement that's given so the NLRB doesn't file a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. Overall, while I support this walkout, I want to stress that ABK Workers Alliance needs to start following in the footsteps of their QA teams and unionize. Unionizing will be a huge factor in leveraging your rights as workers to make tangible changes in your workplace, ultimately leading to the change that's not only desperately needed in the Activision Blizzard, but the U.S. gaming industry as a whole. All right, it's Friday, and we'll get to the Friday replay in just a moment, but we like to read iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, and Audible reviews here on Friday. And this one actually comes to us again from Audible. Keep leaving those Audible reviews, guys. We love reading them. This one comes to us from David, who had five stars overall and five stars for performance and story. David says, quote, excellent addition to the daily routine. If you find yourself lacking in the time or motivation to keep abreast of video games and video game adjacent news, this is the podcast for you. 
Lloyd and Nate provide an excellent service curating relevant news and presenting it in a concise, radio-style format that doesn't waste your time with useless fluff. If you're unable to listen daily, they recently started giving a rundown of the top stories of the week every Friday. Overall, it's a great listen. Highly recommended. Thank you so much, David. Be like David. Leave us a review that we would love to read here on the show. There's two ways to do it. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever name you call it, you can leave us a review there or head on over to Audible and leave us a review there. All right. In just a second, we're going to check out the Friday replay. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. <laughs> The market research firm NPD has released their report on June spending, and like I predicted last month, consumer spending in the gaming industry is down once again. U.S. consumers spent $4.3 billion in June, a 1% decrease from May's $4.34 billion, and an 11% decrease year-over-year. Analyst Matt Piscatella points out that spending in game subscriptions has seen significant growth, but not enough to outweigh the spending drops in other areas. NPD also released their report on the first half of this year, which shows game spending is down a total of 10% compared to the first half of 2021 at $26.3 billion. The top five selling games in June are as follows. Elden Ring, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Collection, Mario Strikers Battle League, MLB The Show 2022, and the most surprising one, Overwatch. Overwatch made the top five due to Activision Blizzard charging $40 to enter the Overwatch 2 beta without having to sign up. With Overwatch hitting fifth in sales, this marks the first time in three years since Activision Blizzard was on the monthly sales chart for the U.S. Overall, this six-month dip in game sales might seem pretty grim. However, most of the decrease in spending can be attributed to consumers weathering global inflation, along with the chip shortage continuing to drive console demand above supply. This trend may continue throughout the year, though take my words with a grain of salt, because obviously, I'm not an economist. The UK government has finally issued a report on the 2020 call to action against loot boxes in video games. DCMS Secretary of State Nadine Doris wrote a foreword for the report commenting on how the UK government doesn't care to regulate loot boxes, saying, quote, Our view is that it would be premature to take legislative action without first pursuing enhanced industry-led measures to deliver protections for children and young people and all players. We want to mobilize the industry's creativity, innovation, and technical expertise to deliver tangible progress, improving at-pace protections. If this does not happen, we will not hesitate to consider legislative change. 
basically saying that the UK government wants multi-billion dollar companies to regulate themselves. Even though that's already been proven without significant regulation, video game companies will continue to exploit their player base. However, the report does go over why UK regulators are afraid of protecting consumers from loot boxes. First, the report details how, in some cases, the video game industry has already taken steps to, quote, mitigate harm in recent years. Which is bullshit. Disclosing odds doesn't mitigate the millions of dollars in marketing that goes towards hyper-targeting gambling addicts. And second, the UK is afraid of the gaming industry dropping out of the UK market like they have in Belgium and the Netherlands. Even though Belgium's and the Netherlands' regulations on loot boxes have pushed some developers to adopt different monetization models for the future. A recent example is Blizzard's Overwatch 2, which is dropping loot boxes for a battle pass. Now, granted, battle passes are still egregious microtransactions, but at least battle passes don't prey on gambling addiction like loot boxes do. As unionization talk started to wane in the gaming industry, another quality assurance team at Activision Blizzard is petitioning to unionize. This time around, the QA team out of Blizzard Albany, formerly Vicarious Visions, are attempting to organize with the Communication Workers of America, the same union that Raven Software's Game Workers Alliance organized under a couple of months ago. Associate test analyst Amanda Lavin issued a statement to Bloomberg saying, quote, There's issues in the video game industry that often go unnoticed because our work is seen as more of a passion instead of a job. We know that by having a seat at the table, our union will not only give us structure and power, but also give us a path forward to improve our workplace because management won't be able to ignore us all anymore. Activision Blizzard also issued a statement to Bloomberg saying, quote, We deeply respect the rights of all employees under the law to make their own decisions about whether or not to join a union. We believe that a direct relationship between the company and its employee is the most productive relationship. So the typical boilerplate response Blizzard always gives when it's asked about unionization. Yet this quote-unquote productive relationship Blizzard has with their employees is leading to an unprecedented time where QA teams are deciding to unionize. Overall, I'm excited to see where the games industry is headed if more studios follow Raven Software and Blizzard Albany's Q. Granted, it's an uphill battle fighting for your rights against a multi-billion dollar company, but Raven Software's QA team has shown that it's possible to form a union in the U.S. gaming industry. Twitch earlier this week started a beta program for their new feature dedicated to making charity streaming easier, simply called Twitch Charity. This new integrated tool allows content creators to choose a charity and set a monetary goal without having to set up a bunch of streaming assets. The charities you can choose from come from a list of 501c3 charities curated from PayPal's Giving Fund, including charities like Extra Life, St. Jude, and The Trevor Project. When a content creator goes live with their fundraising goal, a couple of things will change on their channel. Instead of seeing a subscription button while fundraising is live, viewers will see a new donation button. 
which pops up an entire charity tab for viewers to fill out and donate. And if viewers do donate to the charity, a notification will pop up both in the chat and in the event list. However, gifted or Prime subscriptions, bits, and individual PayPal donations will not go towards your fundraising goal. Overall, this is actually a pretty nifty feature for Twitch. In the past, setting up a streamed charity event required careful planning. You have to set up a donation page of some kind, make panels and stream assets, along with constantly trying to direct people to the places that they should donate. It's actually kind of a stressful process. But with this new Twitch charity feature, it could break down those barriers to run your own fundraiser for a cause you genuinely believe in. Oh, and I almost forgot the best part. Twitch isn't taking a cut to facilitate these charitable donations. It's the first time in a while I've seen Twitch push a feature that doesn't directly line their pockets with more cash. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you're subscribed so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. And by the way, if you just can't get enough of me, you can check out my new weekly segment on Detroit's WDET-FM as a part of Culture Shift, where I discuss important gaming topics with the crew of Culture Shift. You can hear those Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern at WDET.org or on demand anytime also at WDET.org. I'll leave a link in today's show description. And by the way, huge thank you to Aaron, who's also helping me do a lot of research for those segments. Big thanks, buddy. Can't do it without you. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 